Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. We believe that this podcast will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to messages straight from heaven and hear radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. So get ready to open your heart and encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Merlo, and I'm so glad you're with us today. If you haven't listened to the message titled Life's Been Different, I would like to encourage you to check it out and share it with as many people as possible. For it is the story of how Jesus radically changed my life and is the Life's Been Different message. This podcast will have three types of episodes. One will be the simple gospel preached. The second will be messages relating to the promised land or inheriting your place of promise, like last week's episode, which is just all that God has for you and a type of salvation and is the title of my first single, Promised Land. In addition to myself, like in today's episode, for these first two categories, we have the privilege and honor of partnering with trusted pastors from my home church, The Rock. It is to my great awe and honor, what a privilege to share alongside these pastors in whom I serve, serve with, and am led by. The third will be testimonies from ordinary people telling the extraordinary story of how Jesus radically changed their life and why their life's been different. In today's episode, the focus will be the word, and the title is, This Word Is. We will be in three places, John 1, Genesis 1, and Isaiah 55:11. But before we get started, let's do the Bible declaration. We do this at my home church every week, and it's something I truly believe to my core. Ready? Go. This is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. And Heavenly Father, I come before you as a yielded vessel, empty and wide open and ready for honorable use. I was bought at a price. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Search me and know me, Lord. Examine my heart. Here am I, your servant. Take my life and use it as you please and make me a fisher of men. So I'm going to let you into how my mind works. I'm just going to read scriptures from the Bible and ask questions about a man. So join me by opening up to John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Hmm. Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about words. Now all of the sudden we're talking about a person? Is this word a person? Who is this person? If the word is a he, then who is he? Let's keep reading. Through him, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. Okay. So this verse is telling us that in the beginning, God's word created all things through a person and that this person was in the beginning with God and was God. So if this person was with God and is God and all things were created through him and nothing was made that was made without him, 
then that means that this person was not created because he was God and pre-existed before all things were created. He already was. So this person we're trying to find is eternal. So what beginning are we talking about? This is the in the beginning from Genesis chapter 1. Let's look there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, so John tells us that the word was in the beginning and was God. So how did God create the heavens and the earth? God created the heavens and the earth with words and through a person. Let's keep going in Genesis chapter 1. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Then God said, if we jump down to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Hmm. So this in our, God mentions, must be the person we're trying to find. This he from John 1 must be the our from Genesis chapter 1, 26. And John 1 also tells us that in the beginning was the word. That's the then God said from Genesis chapter 1. And through a series of and God said, all things were created. God said, things were created. God spoke words, things were created. And it was good. Remember that it was good part. And then John tells us that the word is a he and that nothing was created without him. And that all things were made through him. So who was he? Let's continue in John 1 verse 4. In him this is the he we're seeking, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In him, this is the he we are seeking, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Interesting. This also sounds like Genesis 1 verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Let's jump back to John verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, this is a different John. This isn't the disciple John whom Jesus loved who was writing this gospel of John. This here we're talking about is John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. Remember, that light is also a person. So, that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, talking about John. He, John, came only as a witness to the light, which is a person. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Okay, now listen to this. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Okay, so this is talking about this person we are looking for. The person that was in the beginning, that pre-existed before creation, and the person whom all the world 
the universe and every living creature and being was created through and by the word who is this person who is God and was with God in whom God created man in their image. Then it says he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Okay, so now let's jump to John 1.14. Now we come to the verse that pinpoints our find, the red X on the treasure map. Ready? John 1.14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Or we can say it this way. The word became a human being, was born as a man, and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in the place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son. Are you ready for this? Check this out. Who is himself God. I like how it says it in the NLT. From his abundance we have received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God and is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed, Jesus Christ has revealed God to us. John 1, 16 through 18. Bingo. Now we know this person who is the word that was in the beginning with God and is God and through whom all things were created and created by and whose image we were created, man and woman, who is the way the truth, the light, and the life of mankind. Who is this person? Who is he? He is Jesus, the word of the Lord, the image of the invisible God, and in him dwells the fullness of God. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form, the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is God, the Alpha and the Omega, who was and is and is to come. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, from eternity past and is alive today. The visible image of the invisible God, the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person, the exact representation of his being, the very character of God, the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. Jesus is God Almighty. Almighty God, the Word and the Creator of the universe, the Son of God, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, my King and my God. Now let me ask this question. Why did the Word, the Creator of the universe and mankind, Almighty God, become a human and dwell among us? Let's start with one of the most famous verses in the Bible, John 3.16. But then let's keep reading through verse 18. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, the Lord Jesus, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son, the Lord Jesus, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through Jesus Christ, might be saved. That's the simple answer. That whoever believes in him, though his body may perish, his spirit may be born again into everlasting life and make it into heaven. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The answer is for us to be saved. Saved from what? Saved from separation and sin. Listen to verse 18 in the NLT. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but everyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. That's from John 1. But the people loved darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. But those who do what is right come to the light, so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Plus, there is therefore now no condemnation or judgment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh or the darkness and evil actions of sin, but according to the Spirit. Let's look at James 1.22-25 through 25 together. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, interesting, of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I love how it says, observing his natural face in the mirror. Why would this be? Why would doing the word, or we can say it this way, reading and applying the Bible, or because we know that Jesus is the word, to become like him, be like looking in a mirror? Because we are made in the image of God, and the word is God. We are made in the likeness of Jesus. So how do we become a doer of the word? Well, first, we have to know it. We have to know the word, spend time reading the Bible. And we have to know and receive him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and become Jesus followers and be his lookalikes. That's how you become a doer of the word. Essentially, it's this. We must stop doing what we know we're already not supposed to do and start doing what we know we're supposed to do. Because we're made in the image of God, every single person has an innate moral compass inside of them that can judge between right and wrong. We decide and our decisions are what keep on making decisions. Anyways, so if Jesus came into the world that we might be saved, and if we believe that God sent Jesus and we want to start doing what is right, how do we know that we're saved? It's really simple. First, we must repent and change our mind and make Jesus our Lord. The Bible says in Luke 3, 8 in the Passion Translation, turn away from your sin, turn to God, and prove it by a changed life. By opening your heart 
and by faith, believing that Jesus Christ is God and that he came and died for your sins and rose again and is alive today. That's how you get saved. And then you confess your sins. For if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Then Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for anyone who believes, no matter who we are, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Jesus Christ, through Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People, you and I, are made right with God when we believe that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. Romans 3, 21 through 25. For he was looking ahead and including us in what he would do from the foundations of the earth at creation. He was looking ahead at what he would do because he loves us. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just and makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. I don't know about you, but that is good news. But I want you to know, it is by grace you have been saved through your faith in Jesus Christ. If you believe that Jesus came, the word made flesh and dwelt among us, that he's the creator of the universe and is God, that he came, was born from a virgin, lived a sinless and perfect life, then became sin, took our punishment, our sin payment, bore it on the cross, died, then rose again three days later and is alive today, seated at the right hand of God, then by grace you have been saved. All of your sin has been washed away and you have become a new creation in Christ Jesus, born again, brand new, a fresh start. Now your life's been different. And this is not of works or anything you can do or prove to God. It's a free gift of God not of your own effort in case you start to brag. Salvation is free. All you have to do is believe and receive right where you are by faith and grace is bestowed to you. So now that we have laid this foundation, I want you to check this out. Seeing this stopped me in my tracks. Let's turn to Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Okay, let's go back to John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Then verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John 3:16. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For by grace we have been saved through faith. Now let's look at this again. Jesus is the word. 
John 1. Jesus was sent, for God so loved the world he sent his son. John 3.16. Jesus returned. Acts 1.9. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Jesus accomplished the mission and was pleasing. John 19.30. And he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Matthew 3.17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus prospered in the thing for which he was sent. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. This prayer that Jesus is praying ties all of this together. Then he said, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you have sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. For God will count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins and was raised to life to make us right with God. Because even though we were once distant from him, living in the shadows of our own evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected us back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to us through the sacrifice of his own body as a sin payment on our behalf so that we would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between us. There is nothing between you and Father God for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. Colossians 1, 21 and 22. Jesus is the word made flesh. Now let me tell you about this word. This word. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There is no creature hidden from his sight, for heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, this word, God's word, will by no means pass away. For forever, O Lord, your word, this word, is settled in heaven and is settled in my heart. And now Jesus has returned and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So let us give attention to this word, incline our ears to his sayings, Let's not let it depart from our eyes. Let's keep it in the midst of our heart. For this word is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. And by doing this, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God is saying, as I was with Moses, 
I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law, all this word which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, this word shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in this word day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in this word. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God is saying, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And by meditating on God's word, which is God, which is Jesus, having it deep into your heart is one way God will always be with you. For Jesus lives in your heart. So now then, how can a young man or woman cleanse their way? By taking heed according to your word. By taking heed according to this word. By paying attention, grasping and understanding and applying this word to your life. For your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words this word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and you will be my disciples. Then Jesus said to those who believed him, to those who believed this word, these words, if you abide in my word, this word, you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. To whom the Son, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection, the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ sets free, is free indeed. And if you love the Lord Jesus, you will keep his commandments and you will keep this word. For God is not a man that he should lie. How do you lie? By speaking words. No word shall return to him void, nor is he a son of man that he should repent. Has God said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Praise God. Jesus is so good. This understanding makes me want to read my Bible every day and all day. When you understand this, it will make you grasp why the Bible is so important to read daily. It's literally spending time with Jesus. Now Jesus said, they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. For I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those to whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and all yours are mine and I am glorified in them. Jesus is saying he's glorified in us. And now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. We are in the world. And Jesus said, I come to you, heavenly father, holy father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, 
that they may be one as we are one. Praise God. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. As you have sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. John 17, 7 through 19. And Jesus continued praying, saying, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and as I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me and the glory which you have given me. I have given them that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So what do we do next? If we believe this, that Jesus is the word made flesh, that Jesus is God and become his followers, then Jesus himself told us what to do. We are to go live the Great Commission in Mark chapter 16. We are to go into all the world and make disciples of Jesus. As Jesus followers, we are to go make Jesus followers. We are to go share our story of why our life's been different because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And Jesus sends us. We must open our mouths just like he opened his mouth and speak his words. We are to one day return to him. We will go to heaven where he is and we will not return void. So by living the great commission, we will prosper in the thing for which he sent us and we will accomplish what he pleases. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Jesus is the word made flesh, whom God sent into the world as his only begotten son, that those who believe in him may have eternal life. Jesus died and rose again three days later by the power of the Holy Spirit and went back to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God and intercedes on our behalf and sends us. Just as God the Father sent Jesus, now Jesus sent us. And so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Jesus is the word. Jesus was sent by God the Father into the world and he accomplished what he pleased and was well pleased and God's beloved just like we are God's beloved, and he prospered in the thing for which he was sent. And we are now commissioned by Jesus and sent into the world. So, so shall our words be when we preach the gospel. 
They shall not return to us void, but they shall accomplish what we please and bring people to salvation. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to bring salvation for everyone who believes. Now, today is your day, the day of salvation, to repent and decide to follow Jesus for the rest of your life and do the word. You're one decision away. Or maybe you're ready to finally make your all-in commitment. And when you do, if you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I, Merlot, have become a servant, then go into all the world and share why your life's been different. Decide and begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.